Checking it from the cheap seats is brought to you by Shootaway. Offering products like 12K series guns proven by time and again by the nation's top school and college coaches slash programs. For special pricing discounts, contact Bruce Health at 317-767-5543 or go to shootaway.com. Welcome to this week's episode of Chucking It from the Cheap Seats, uh, brought to you by myself, Coach Josh Thompson, and the Bari Media Class. This week we are joined uh, by one of the top coaches in the state, and I'm so blessed to be able to be on the, the podcast this week with Coach Chris Hawkins. Coach, first of all, thanks for being on with us tonight, and uh, it's just a, just a pleasure to have you, so thanks so much. No, thank you for the opportunity, and uh, really appreciate it. Well, Coach, uh, we start the podcast out, the Checking It from the Cheap Seats podcast, which is brought to you by Shootaway, um, and Bruce Helt from up there in the Indianapolis area, and uh, he's uh, he's put together a great package for coaches that are interested in the 12,000 gun series. Uh, we, we start this podcast uh, by giving uh, everyone a, about a two-minute biography and so if you could tell everybody that doesn't know Chris Hawkins a little bit about your background, Coach, that would be great. Um, yeah, you know, played high school basketball at uh, Southport High School. Um, you know, the great Bill Springer, mm-hmm. uh, one of my mentors, uh, famous for stop dribble driving, dribble at basketball, just move it. Something that, you know, I've kind of just, took with me uh, as being like a AAU coach, high school coach. Um, so, uh, like I said, went to high school there, played basketball, uh, left, graduated, uh, went to IU, um, and then graduated from IU, um, then uh, jumped into coaching AAU, been with each uh, AAU franchise here in Indianapolis, so EG10, mm-hmm. Eric Gordon, uh, Indiana Elite, uh, Spies. Uh, from there, uh, first job was at Southport High School, mm-hmm. helping Jason Delaney, yep. then stayed on with uh, West Peak, mm-hmm. uh, moved on uh, to go to Shortbridge under Donnie Bowling, uh, was there for three years, then moved on under Todd Howard uh, for three years, and then uh, that was when I got the call to go to uh, Christmas Addicts. Uh, and I've been there and going into this year will be my sixth year. So, um, like I said, just, you know, love basketball. Uh, like I said, it's my second love. I'm uh, baseball is my first love, but, uh, you know, I just drifted more toward basketball. Yep. So outside of that, um, you know, married, five great kids, um, just love, uh, being a Christmas addicts tiger and a Cardinal, uh, mm-hmm. at heart also. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that's kind of just a quick intro into just, you know, where I've, where I've been and who I am. Coach, you mentioned you got, you got three girls, you got two boys, you're, you're married to your wife, Leah. You're the AD there at Christmas Addicts and the boys basket coach, basketball coach. How do you balance all that coach? You're a busy man. Yeah. So you really, um, 
you know, as far as being a boys basketball coach, I think, you know, we have our, our program kind of on solid footing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my biggest goal is to get every other program to, to where we're at. So mm-hmm. investing in the coaches, investing in um, professional development for them, making sure they have the, the uniforms, the facilities, the equipment, uh, so we can get these other programs up and running. Uh, you know, you want you want the whole program to be successful. So uh, I kind of take that to heart and try to make sure I'm available for those coaches. So, uh, you know, just, you know, working, you know, you don't put in the hours, but, you know, with the family, you make sure that you have to make that time. Uh, so my wife's birthday was yesterday, uh, you know, got done uh, at, right at 530, made sure we got to uh, top golf. And then went to Brew Burger to eat dinner. So, you know, just like I said, you know, hey, these are the times that we're going to do stuff. So just kind of make sure that you're making that time. I think just making sure that you have that family time and that quality time so kids just understand that you're there for them and just listening to them and, you know, just uh, allowing them to just, you know, uh, be in your world also. So sometimes that may mean bringing them to an event or having them help at an event. So, yeah. I like it, but like I said, uh, I think, like I said, it's just making sure that you have time and you uh, make time for them. Well, like you said, you got to have them, you know, involved, especially with five little ones. How old's your oldest mm-hmm. coach? Uh, she's nine, mm-hmm. and then uh, six, then three. Uh, I mean, hold on, six, then five, five, and then uh, uh, my youngest will be four here, September twenty ninth. That's awesome. PJ. Awesome. Well, Coach, enjoy enjoy that time when they're little. Uh, my my daughter, we just dropped her off a couple weeks ago at IU. You mentioned you're an IU alum, and and uh, she's loving loving campus. She's really getting involved in things. She's ready for football. But man, I can remember when she was little, and um, you know they just grow so fast. So enjoy that time. You, you talked about Top Golf. My family, we love any time that we're up there in that Indy area going to Top Golf. So. What's your favorite game there at Top Golf? Is it is it just the Open Challenge? Yeah, it's just the Open Challenge <laughs> and just trying to trying to get it. And like yesterday, I don't put it on my my turn, so she gets all the points. <laughs> and so it's just fitting on her birthday. She wins the. You know, I think we played what three or four rounds. Yeah, she won all four rounds just because of me not hitting the right time when it's time for me to hit. And so when I look, I'm like, wow, you got 115 <laughs> points and I only had 15. And it's like, you're not changing it when you go up and hit. So, yeah. no, uh, man, we love it. Uh, it was her first time, so uh, it gave her a chance. She's very competitive. Uh, she was a track runner. She was All-American at um, Austin P. Okay. Uh, so she's very competitive. Uh, in everything that we do. So if we go play tennis, she she's trying to win every time. So yesterday, you know, you know, you let her win on a birthday. But, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, we'll, we, we'll get. But, we won't let her hear that part of the podcast that you yeah. let her win. But, <laughs> but you know, it's it, it's great, like you said, when when you can get out and you can enjoy those things, and you got a competitive family. Um, coach, one of the things I. We, we've mixed up the questions a little bit. One of the questions I, I put down today was, you know, you talked about being involved in, in the AU scene there in Indianapolis. Yeah. You know, you obviously got one of the top teams in the city. You've won a city championship. Uh, I think it was back in 2020. You had an overtime win against Cathedral. But for you, what makes basketball special 
in the city of Indianapolis? I mean, just being able to, you know, compete against the top teams. I think when you're in the city, uh, you you always think about tech. And you, you look at the schools that are closed, Northwest, Arlington, Broad Ripple, just the history with those teams and just the names that have came before us. So it's just it's, it's kind of an honor to be able to, to play in that tournament just with all the history and everything like that. It's yeah. just – you know, in Indianapolis in a whole, just being in sectional 10, uh, I mean, there's no nights off. Mm-hmm. You, you you want that competition daily to, to, to see where you're at. And so um, it's just it's just a way to just always know, hey, we're, we're in the major league. There's mm-hmm. no there's no ducking it. Uh, you got to bring it. And I think, you know, and, and the way you guys have scheduled also, uh, you, just, you just try to put your kids in the situation of, hey, if we can get out of sectional 10, you know, we can get out that sectional. This is one of the toughest in the state, if not the toughest. Uh, you know, I think you have a, a legitimate shot at, at getting the banker's life. So, um, like I said, it's just, like I said, this, the city tournament, just playing those city teams, just the history with all that. But then, you know, just the teams in Indianapolis. Like I said, there's no night off. You, you, you could be playing Cardinal Ritter. Um, you could be playing Sestina. At any, at any time, you can get beat. So, yes. like I said, those kids, uh, they play hard. They're well-coached, and we have a lot of well-coached teams here in Indianapolis. On the state of Indiana is, is first-rate, you know, compared yep. to, to other states. But I just uh, I love following you guys throughout the season and, and looking to see how you guys are doing and then obviously following the city tournament and seeing how teams are uh, doing up that way. You, you mentioned the history. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the history of Christmas Attics High School. Yeah, that's, you know, in Indiana lore, it's pretty high on the list if it's not up there at the highest. So how do how do you manage that, you know, as far as some of those those old guys coming back and, and talking with your guys? Do you try to do a lot of that, do a lot of events to promote those old addicts teams? Yes. Uh, so, like I said, we just had a big, uh, uh, a big thing pushed out with Converse. Mm-hmm with our 1955 uh, undefeated first all-black state championship team, Oscar Robinson. Um, So, um, you know, during this whole time of getting this together with Converse and coming out with the Chuck Taylor and the Pro Leather Shoe, Mm -hmm. uh, we talked with Oscar, we talked with Bill Hampton and Willie Mayweather uh, and and those players off of that team. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, we, we always try to include them and, you know, include them in the designs and everything that was made with the shoe. But to, to be perfectly honest, Bill Hampton probably comes to our school once or twice a week. Really? So we're in constant communication. He still lives here. Mm-hmm. Oscar was in Cincinnati, but has moved to Florida to be close to his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willie Mayweather lives in uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're able to communicate with them on a daily basis just you know with this whole new tennis shoe thing that we did uh but um it's uh it's crazy i I go back to our state championship game when you know we were headed down the banker's life and our parking lot was full of just addicts alum Mm -hmm. and i've never to this day it still just baffles me like when we were selling tickets how many people came in and just, you know, hey, good luck. 
you know, we have a lot of graduates that live in California that live in Florida. Okay. Graduated. So, and in Arizona. So it's, uh, it's just, it's just one of those things, man. And, and, you know, one thing, you know, when you're going out to eat with your wife, so right after we had won the state title, you know, I think it was my birthday. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm walking in this restaurant, like 15 people, hey, coach, can I get a picture? And my, <laughs> uh, my wife turns around, uh-uh, this is my time. We're exactly. leaving. Yeah. And, and, and so, but like I said, I was just telling her, it's just the history, the lure, and just everything that's with Christmas Addicts, just not even with basketball, just with the academic prestige of the school. Um, it's just one of a kind, and that's what drew me to that job and and, and why, you know, daily. Uh, I love being there, love being a part of it, and just, uh, you know, being a Christmas Addicts Tiger. So, like I said, the history, you know, is just unlike the other. Coach, how how does somebody get their hands on some of those retro shoes that Converse put together, or is that just special for your team? No, so we what they wanted us was to play in them, but okay. you know our kids, we're going to do uh, uh, a retro night here okay. uh, when we play Short Ridge to start the season. So our coaches will be in the Chuck Taylors on the sideline, mm-hmm. uh, but like I said, with our players, uh, yeah, you know Converse not going to get them but if you want to get the shoes you can go to finish line uh east bay foot locker uh converse.com get them online Uh, they're yep online they're available uh anywhere so um like i said i think yeah and and one of the things you know you always say hey when they did this partnership with converse uh did converse do anything converse donated fifty thousand dollars to our athletic department oh man so you can't uh, beat that (laughs) <laughs> no, so just want to always put that out there, um, just because, like I said, they they're investing in the community and just in some other things with us, uh, doing some morales and some things like that within the community. So, um, you know, just really, really excited for the partnership, and uh, we're excited to see it grow more uh, in the next upcoming years. You know, Coach, you, you touched on this earlier about uh, being an assistant under Coach Delaney at Southport. Uh, what's that like coaching against him, you know, uh, during the regular season and then also trying to beat him uh, and beat his team to win a city and, and also to advance in the tournament? Uh, I mean, it's different. Uh, you sit underneath him, you kind of learn everything, uh, and then you kind of gives you a heads up. But then, you know, I think as coaches, we kind of name plays different and mm-hmm. – it's just different calls for just different things. But then when you see it, you kind of like, hey. So, like I said, he, he's been a great resource, a great help for me. Um, and like I said, it's just always a battle. I mean, uh, he runs great. His teams are always prepared. So, um, you know, you're going to get get your, the, the best punch from them. So, um, you know, I was able to get him two times, uh, you know, the year before this past year. He got me in the city. So, um, you know, we're always, you know, uh, competing with them, uh, sectional and the city tournament. So I don't, uh, see that changing this year and the years to come. So, yeah, you guys, um, like both, I said, he's both teams are going to be loaded this year. <laughs> That's going to be, those are going to be some fun matchups, you know, and, and then you touched on, you know, sectional 10, you know, for those of, uh, those of you out there listening to the podcast that aren't familiar with sectional 10, you need to be. Because you got Indianapolis Addicts, we're talking to uh, 
Coach Hawkins here, and we're talking about his uh, former mentor, Coach Delaney, who coached, they coached together at Southport. You got both those guys in sectional 10 uh, with Addicts and Cathedral. And then you got Tech, Lawrence Central, Lawrence North, Jack Kiefer. You got Indianapolis North Central, and you got Warren Central, all in sectional 10. So, you know, I, I hear people down here talk all the time in sectional 3 about how. Um, uh, sectional 63 about how we are probably the toughest 1A sectional in the state and and, and I, I'm, I'm a little biased I think we probably are but when you talk about the toughest sectional in the state I don't know how you can't talk about sectional 10 and uh, coach I know that'll be a battle again this year but uh, I like your team's chances and I like your guys and, and I, I think it'll be a good matchup there with Cathedral and Lawrence North in there as well you know, Coach, you, you touched on a little bit ago winning the 2017 state championship. Would you say that's your highest high in coaching to this point? Nah, I think, you know, a lot of people say, hey, you know, winning the city championship or winning this thing. I think at the end of the year when uh, we try to get kids to scholarships. Awesome. So we had six, you know, this past year. Six out of our seven kids went to play. We had a kid tear his ACL. So he was just—he's gonna have to rehab before he's able to, you know, try to get back out. My biggest thing is just, you know, when parents we come in and we have our conversations about, hey, what are your son's goals? What are your goals for your son? And we kind of sit down and kind of map out a plan. It's—it's it's all about making sure that they graduate high school. It's gonna be the first thing, making sure they graduate. Second thing is being if they want to play, being able to find them a situation, uh, find them opportunity. Uh, that they're able to continue their career on. And so what I like to do is if, if a student-athlete wants to play, we try our hardest to find those situations. Uh, so like I said, this past year we were six, six out of seven. And then like I said, we just had one kid that doesn't hurt. So, you know, you always say, hey, take championships to other, but for me it's graduation. Graduation and then giving kids the opportunity to play. Uh, because like I said, there's nothing like seeing a mother or a father, family, grandmother, sister, brother, uncle, coming in the gym during a signing day, knowing that, hey, they don't have to, to pay or do anything uh, that their uh, son uh, is going off and is able to play uh, at their next level. Um, so that those are my biggest things. So each year just seeing those kids sign and follow their dreams and see their dreams come true. That's awesome, Coach. Shucking It From The Cheap Seats is also brought to you by BSN Sports and Jeff Neal, their sales rep. Shop BSN Sports for a large selection of sports apparel and footwear, custom and stock Nike team uniforms, and sports equipment for your next winning season. Contact Jeff Neal at 812-204-3808 or visit bsnsports.com. So we're talking to Coach Hawkins. Indianapolis Addicts here on the Checking It From The Cheap Seats podcast brought to you by Shootaway and Bruce Hell up there in Indianapolis area. They'll hook you up with a new 12,000 series Shootaway gun. Um, check him out on shootaway.com. Also, uh, you know, Coach, again, just thank you so much for being on today. And I want to go into a couple, uh, couple co- coaching questions here. What was your biggest challenge when you went from being an assistant for Coach Delaney, Coach Pete, Coach Bowling, Coach Howard, and you slid over and you took the, the job at Addicts. What, what was your most difficult uh, 
part of that transition? Uh, I mean, going from, I think I talked about this in, uh, uh, with our coaching staff, is going from seat, whatever number of assistants the coaching staff has, to going to the first seat mm-hmm. and making those decisions and, you know, sticking with your gut and things like that. So I would just say just, you know, you know, you know, the first year you, you're at a program, you kind of want to do everything. Mm-hmm. I want to do the subs. I, or, you know, I want to uh, call a timeout. I may want to draw up the plays. Like, you just want to do everything. So I just had to kind of figure out what things to loosen up, what things to change, and just try to figure out what would help me best focus and get our team to where we need to go. So uh, it was just, you know, there's some things you kind of give up and you trust your assistance on. And so, um, you know, that was the biggest thing is just not wanting to do everything because we, we try to control it. And then, you know, there's some things that you miss mm-hmm. uh, when you just you have those blinders on and you just say, hey, I'm controlling offense, defense, special teams, everything. And uh, I just had to learn to, you know, trust your assistants, get assistants that understand what you want, how you want things to go and then allow them to grow within uh, your your program, having them take over those things. And then uh, that's how you, you get that leadership. That's how you get that uh, togetherness within your program. And then, you know, people understanding, you know, how you want to play, how you want to coach. Mm-hmm. And then things just, they, they just vibe better that way. So, like I said, man, it's uh, – the, the heat is on when you're in seat number one. <laughs> you're in seat, yeah, you're in seat four or five. <laughs> you can always go home and not get interviewed after the game. Yeah. But seat one, they come and interview you after the game. So you're the guy uh, they want to talk to. Yes, sir. Co- always, Coach. Um, you know, you uh, you talked about how different it is when you move down from seat whatever to seat number one. You're 38 years old now been in addicts now for six, seven years. You've won a lot of games, over 100 games now. You've won a state championship. You, you talked about how you've kind of matured in that role as a head coach. What would the 38-year-old Coach Hawkins tell 22-year-old Coach Hawkins? Um, patience. Um, learn, to, learn to divvy up duties. Uh, and then listen just listen to the players listen to the coaches um like i said I you know i just felt like at that point in time you just try to do everything yeah but like i said i think you know as you, you know you grow older you figure out yeah you know somebody may somebody may be better at uh side out of bounds plays or your specials so those in-game situations guess what hey, let's go back to that play that you drew up. Boom, 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 boom. I think this is the best situation with this lineup. Yep. So like I said, you know, with me, just, you know, talking to that 22-year-old, it's just, hey, have patience. Uh, be able to trust others. And like I said, just just have fun. Don't be so serious. You know, Coach, uh, I think, um, you know, the one word that I heard you use there that, that I think the 22-year-old Coach Thompson wasn't very good at was, was that word listen, and, and, and particularly you talked about listening to the players. And, you know, I think sometimes when guys go from being an assistant to being a head coach, like you said, they, they want to try to do everything. 
and I'm still guilty of that today, trying to control, you know, all aspects of everything that we're doing, whether it be a, a side out of bounds play from three feet off the baseline, or you know, what have you, what moment in the in the game that you want to dictate. But one of the things I've really learned, like you said, is is to listen to the guys, to the players. And you hit on this earlier that at the end of the day, it really is truly about the players and about them enjoying the game, having success in the game, that they want to play at the next level, trying to help them get there. And so I think that's great advice for, for any young coach to hear from a coach like yourself that's had a lot of success. Listen to your assistants, but more importantly, listen to the players. Because we can, we can kind of, we can put the earmuffs on and say, hey, it's it's my way or the highway. But really, at the end of the day, it, that that's a great word to, to hear you use. Um, Coach, one, up there in Indianapolis, I'm sure it's very similar down here with the development of youth players. What is one skill that, that you would love to see younger players be a lot better at than, than what maybe we emphasize with younger players at this point? Um, really be two things, playing without the ball, moving, mm-hmm. passing, cutting, mm-hmm. um, you know, and then like, uh, you know, just understanding the game, watching the game. Yeah. Uh, those are just two things I think that, you know, we could, if we could do those things, uh, you know, you, you look at just where the game could be, where we could be offensively. I mean, you just look at, uh, just, you know, the Dirk, the Whiskeys, the Steve Nashes, uh, the Lucas, uh, you know, it's all about movement, just being able to, you know, play play in space, but then just playing off the pass, playing off the drive, driving closeout. Um, and like I said, it just comes from really just, you know, playing a lot of basketball, but playing it the right way. I know we, we tend to want to over-dribble, like I said, Coach Springer, used to kill me in practice. Talking, why do you dribble, dribble, dribble the ball all the time? Move it, move it on the pad. Uh, and so as a, as a senior, you kind of figure, okay, man, I see what he's talking about. Yeah. Then now as you become a coach, it's just like, all right, how do we best teach this and everything like that? But, you know, as the NBA has changed and college game has changed, you're starting to see that more. So hopefully as we start teaching these kids in these first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, uh, grade, you know, we're we're doing less dribbling and just more passing and cutting. Uh, so we're just understanding how to move without the ball and then just understanding, hey, uh, more movement and being able to uh, react uh, to, you know, how people are passing and moving uh, without the ball. The game is going to be better uh, and, you know, you're going to be able to, to, to play a fun, fun style of play instead of just sitting there watching somebody dribble 84 times. Coach, I couldn't agree with you anymore. If I had my Bible here, I'd be holding it up. (laughs) Uh, You know, I'm coaching second-grade basketball this year as well. My youngest is in second grade, and that's one of the things that we're doing. I love to do a lot of stuff three-on-o and then translate Mm -hmm. that over to three-on-three. And and when kids are in second grade, and obviously you've got some kids that are at a much higher level than others when they're kind of getting introduced to the game at at that age – I think one of the traps that youth coaches fall into is, you know, using the high ball screen, obviously, doing a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff, but then also having some box sets or different plays that they use. Well, then by the time those kids get into upper elementary, 
if that's what they've done, that's all they know how to do. And, and like you talk about, they're not used to reading the game in space and playing without the basketball. Um, but, man, if you can teach them at a young age how to play without the basketball in their hands and how to cut and how to read off of that dribble and off of that pass and off of that screen, like you said, it's a really beautiful game if kids can understand that at a young age. So I really applaud you for trying to put that in with your program and, and teaching kids to do that at, a right, at, at the right way. Um, you know, when, when you talk about that, um, you know, one of the things that I, I just stood out with me uh, when I thought of you and thought about getting you here on the podcast was your team in 2017. First time that I ever was introduced to you saw you, saw how you do your business on the sideline, saw your kids play, it was at the 2017 Vincent's Holiday Tournament when I was the coach over there at Lincoln. and You guys ended up beating Howe in the championship game. But I watched that team play and just not the team speed, not, not the athleticism, but just the way your kids played the game. I was so impressed. And, and uh, you know, I, I just I've, I've been a big fan of, of what you do and how you do it ever since then. Um, some some of those guys that you've coached, like Nike, how are those guys doing now from that 2017 team? Uh, Nike's in his senior year at uh, Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Owens uh, ended up tearing the ACL oh. early in the year at Bethel, but uh, he'll be back for his last year at Bethel. Uh, Jamal Harris, who picked in uh, the, the buzzer beater to win, He's at Northern New Mexico, a okay. D2 school there. Okay. Um, then a couple other kids that were playing at that time are no longer playing. So okay. we have three yeah, three from that group that, um, you know, two that will be seniors this year, and then Jamal has two more years at Northern New Mexico. So I got to laugh. I got to laugh at Coach Hine, who was the athletic director at Vincent. So I get the job, and we're going over our schedule, and I knew that that, that group – had lost a lot from what Jeff had had the year before. Uh, Ethan Claycomb was on that team. Ethan's down at Bellarmine. And he was telling me that, you know, Hal was in the tournament and they were back. And then he goes, we got got Addicts back. He goes, but I don't know what they got. I don't know much about them. And (laughs) I started doing some research. And I'm like, I know what these guys got, and they're going to be awful dangerous. And and that was your first year. You'd obviously taken that, that group of kids over and did an unbelievable job. And then, ended up and then I, go ahead. I think, I think, and then a lot of people don't know we started out three and three, mm-hmm. and it was rough because the kids, you know, when you take a team, uh, and I think this is one of the things I learned. Uh, you know, kids wanted to press, they wanted to get up and down. I was a more of the old school. Hey, we gonna play solid defense. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna sit in the gap, and so you know, we're constantly going back and forth. And I think <laughs> we were three and three, lost the buzzer beater to Cena. Yeah. You know, I'm just sitting there like, man, what is going on? And so, you know, we had like a long coaches meet. I said, okay. And then had the players come in. I said, you know what? We're going to start pressing. We're going to start doing this. But, hey, if, if, if we're going to do that, we're going to do some other things defensively also. Yeah. And so once we did that, like I said, I think we ended up winning 15, what, uh, we got to the city semifinals, and that was when we got beat on the uh, last second shot by Kabasier. Mm-hmm. 
And so, um, you know, after that, that's when we ran the 15 straight off and won the state title game. So Yeah, I was going to uh, say, you went on a heck of a run there at the end of the year all the way to the state championship. Yep. Yeah, yeah So, but, but yeah, like I said, those those first six games, man, it was a struggle just to kind of just figure out how we wanted to play and what our identity was. Mm-hmm. I think, like I said, when you, when you first take over a team, man, some of the kids still want to play how the previous coaching staff played. And like I said, Coach Phil Washington did, did a great job. Yes. Uh, with that group and everything, he's a great coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's at LC now, uh, working over there. But uh, I said it was just weird, man. And like I said, I would even call him and be like, "Hey, man, what? Am <laughs> I doing something wrong?" Yeah. Well, like I said, we had great conversations, and then like I said, he just said, "Hey, man, just 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 make it work for you." But he just said, "Hey, hey, you can pick up and press a little bit more." So, yeah. you know, kind of worked. And then like I said, we kind of just figured out what was best for us. And then, uh, like I said, we uh, went on a nice little run. Well, and and that's another great point about a word that you used earlier about the advice that you would give yourself when you were 22 is about being patient. And it's not always be, being patient on getting a job. It's even when you get that job that the things that you believe in and the things that you want to teach the kids, that it's going to take them a while, especially at the high school level, especially in a situation where they played for a coach for quite some time. You know, I mentioned Coach Hine. I think Coach Hine's one of the best coaches in the state with some defensive stuff that he does, but also with teaching the dribble drive. I mean, if you look at those kids at Vincennes that he had, um, they were pretty athletic. The kids were pretty athletic. But, but you're also looking at, you know, they're going down and they're playing these Evansville schools. They're playing teams like Howe and, and Attics and the holiday tournaments and different things. Danville teams that, you know, uh, like – that come down to that holiday tournament, and they're running dribble drive. And so his ability to teach that offense, I think he did, did a nice job with that. So I took those kids, and I'm more of a motion guy. And so we were taking those kids out of the dribble drive and trying to run motion, and, and sometimes it was like oil and water. So at the end of my first year, uh, we'd had some success down the stretch and got to the sectional final, lost to Pike Central. But I kind of went back to the drawing board, and I was like, okay, how do I mesh these things? Well, that – then that's when I jumped in and started looking at a lot of the uh, Villanova four-out-one-in stuff that, that Coach Wright runs because, you know, it's kind of a blend of dribble, drive, and motion. So, And that really helped our, helped us uh, with our kids there. But it was also at the end of the year talking to those kids and listening to those kids about what they felt like we needed to do to be better moving forward. Uh, you know, I just brought up Coach Wright, uh, Villanova. He's a guy that, that I like to look at and study. Coach Who's your favorite college coach, and, and what's the reason behind it? I mean, I'm a I'm an old school type of person, so I'm a Bobby Knight guy. Okay. So you know, I like I like the motion type uh-huh. stuff, and if you got players that that can understand it and do it, so I, I'm a coach that you kind of adapt to the personnel that you have. Yep. Um, and then you kind of figure out what works and what's not. I'm not a person that hey, I must just be a stickler. And we're just going to do it this way. So kind of just adapt to that. But, like, you know, Bobby Knight, uh, you know, just with his motion principles, uh, Matt Painter, uh, like really like the stuff that he runs, just depending on, you know, if he has beads or if he has guards, kind of just motion, mm-hmm. just movement without the ball. Uh, and then I think, uh, you know, the last person, you know, Cal with his dribble drive and just read and react offense. So, yeah. you no, know, those are some, some – some of the coaches, and then I think the thing, you know, with those coaches, they kind of empower their players to make plays uh, out of that stuff. So, 
uh, you know, you just kind of give them rules and, and, hey, this is what we're going to do in this situation and things like that. Just, uh, you know, give them the freedom to make plays and hopefully, like I said, take care of the ball and do what you need them to do. So those would be the kind of three people I would say uh, that I kind of look at. Well, Coach, you know, you talked about how you really have to gear things to your personnel because at, at the high school level, we're, we're not blessed to where we've got scholarships and we're offering kids, you know, <laughs> that, that are going to come in and fit our system. And, and it's, you know, from year to year, your team really changes a lot. And, uh, you know, you really have to be able to adapt and, and you know, fit things to your personnel, and, and that's a great point. Um, Coach, uh, we, uh, we're kind of winding things down here, so we're, we're going to run you through a speed round here. Uh, okay. Just one minute, I'm going to ask you some questions, and you come, you tell me the, the first thing that pops into your mind on this these questions. Okay. All right. So, uh, Coach, when it comes to scouting, what do you prefer? Do you, do, do you prefer in, in person or relying on film? Uh, in person. Okay. When you're you're out scouting a basketball game, you head to the concession stand. What is Coach Hawkins's go-to at the concession stand? Man, nachos with jalapenos <laughs> with the meat sauce. All right. So you're piling it on high, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Um. So, what what is the favorite? Your favorite uh, basketball book that you that you've ever read? Um. Uh, tough one. Um, my favorite, my favorite's a Dean Smith. Multiple offense, multiple defense. Um, I tell you what, we're we're gonna we're gonna put that one off for, for later. Uh, okay. May come back to it. What's your What's your favorite sports movie? Uh, Jerry Maguire. Jerry Maguire. Oh, I tell you what, pulling one from way back. I like that. I like that. Um, favorite restaurant to head to up there in the Indianapolis area? Uh, Old Charlie's. Old Charlie's, okay. Mm-hmm. On the sideline, are you a polo, a quarter zip, or a suit guy? Uh, you got to do both, polo and quarter zip. <laughs> you, never see me in a, you never see me in a suit until we get to sectionals and you have seven games or six and we're on do suits all six or seven games. There you go. Coach, you mentioned you love baseball. Who's your favorite baseball team? Uh, Chicago Cubs. The Cubbies. I'm a Cubs man as well. So you and I, we're going to have to catch a game at Wrigley once these guys uh, start to turn the corner. All right, Coach. Yeah. Last question for you. You're down two on the road. Are you going for the win or are you going for the tie and win it in overtime? Oh, we're going for the win. <laughs> Getting up out of there. That's, that's my guy right there. Going for the win on the road. Well, Coach Hawkins, hey, man, I appreciate it. I wish we had another hour to talk. And I may be calling you uh, off the air, off the podcast, to pick your brain on some different things. I know you and I have talked about maybe getting Christmas addicts down here uh, over the holidays in the, the next year or two some stuff we're trying to put together but man you're a busy man you got five kids you're married you're the ad you're the head basketball coach at christmas addicts thank you so much for for giving uh, myself and the Bari media class 40 45 minutes of your time tonight coach thank you so much 
Nope, I appreciate it. And then uh, just to answer that one question, 11 Rings by Phil Jackson. 11 Rings by Phil Jackson. I'm glad you thought of that, Coach. My, my memory's not very long sometimes. <laughs> I forgot to go back to that question. 11 Rings by Phil Jackson. Okay. Well, Coach, uh, best of luck to you and the Tigers this year. I know you don't need much luck because you, you're loaded, but I, I, I pray for uh, good health for you guys and, and a good run. I hope you stay well. I hope your kids stay well. Your team stays well up there. and uh, Just keep trucking because I think there's good things ahead for you guys this year. Hey, same to you, and like I said, appreciate it uh, for you and your class, uh, you know, giving me the opportunity to talk about our program, our school, our community. Um, and like I said, we'll see each other on the sideline, and like I said, uh, good luck this upcoming year. All right, Coach. Hey, thanks a lot. No problem. Checking it from the cheap seats is brought to you by Shootaway, offering products like 12K series guns proven by time and again by the nation's top school and college coaches slash programs. For special pricing discounts, contact Bruce Hell at 317-767-5543 or go to shootaway.com.